Thank you for listening to this edition of the Christian Car Guy podcast. It's brought to you by Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road. Mr. Quick Pick is the opportunity for you to start your own roadside assistance business. If you have more investment energy than investment capital, stop working for someone else. Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road is the opportunity to have your own home-based business, working directly with auto clubs and leveraging a national brand and marketing strategy. Mr. Quick Pick helps people who have run out of gas, lock their keys in their car, or need a jump start. An A-plus rated company with a better business bureau and the three-time winner of the Member's Choice Award for customer service. This could be the chance you've been looking for to serve others at the point of crisis and even share your walk with Christ. So whether you're looking for a business opportunity or in need of emergency roadside assistance, choose Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road, mrquickpick.com. Now sit back and enjoy this podcast of the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. You've lost that driving feeling. Oh, that driving feeling. Christian Car Guy Radio Show. This calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. Negotiations Bible style. Bible style. Negotiations Bible style. See the USA in your Chevrolet. America is asking you to call. Here come the Dutch boys. Those good guys are back. With a look in their eye. They mean business this time. Pontiac, get a white dragon. Pontiac, get a white dragon. Pontiac, it's a breakaway car this year. Good morning. You are listening to the Truth Network and the Christian Car Guy. And obviously, my voice sounds a little bit different than the Christian Car Guy's. But uh, Bob Young is in the studio with me. My name is Darren Kuhn, uh, kind of an old uh, stand-in every now and then for Robbie and, and the guys. Bob, what's going on this morning? Uh, just really excited about our potential and hope we touch some lives today. All right. Well, we are uh, – I'm going to say right now, I'm just going to ask people to, to pray for us this morning, to pray for Kim, our producer, this morning. The station got struck by lightning last week, and – we're still working a, a bug or two out periodically, so bear with us this morning if we uh, cut in or out a little bit or jump in or out of a break uh, quicker than normal. Um, just hang with us. Robbie is on his way to Colorado in spite the the uh, best uh, uh, advice of, of some of his friends. Uh, he had a little incident this week. And uh, he was planning a vacation, his father and daughter and uh, granddaughter, uh, and he and maybe a couple others were going out to Colorado to go fishing. And uh, Bob uh, and he had a little uh, fun and excitement this week. You, I know you probably want to let Robbie share more about that later. but Yeah, we'll Bob, leave that story for Robbie to tell. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, there was a little excitement, and uh, we wish him well and hope he has the most fun he possibly can in so, his current condition yeah we'll leave that as a tease for those of you that know robbie really well and you know the history of robbie's life um you know he uh survived cancer 
and that was an awesome thing and had a big celebration with a bunch of guys on a jeep adventure and got crushed by a jeep and broke himself in half uh, he fell out of a tree stand backwards one time. Was and he raking leaves? He, he was not raking <laughs> leaves at that time, I don't think, but fell out of a tree stand backwards one time and broke his back. And uh, nothing quite that serious, but we're going to leave that tease and let Robbie tell you a little bit about it later on. We are also, during the show, we want to encourage you uh, to call in this morning to uh, 866 348 7884 which is 86634 truth we would love to hear from you on this particular subject uh, have you ever been on a relief effort maybe a, a tornado relief effort if you're out in the midwest a flood relief effort if you are around the coast uh, or again maybe in the heartland there's a lot of floods there hurricane relief um, fire wildfire relief um, the reason i'm asking that is Last week on the Christian Car Guy, and I think maybe on Kingdom Pursuits, Robbie had uh, Andy Bowersocks on with Energized Ministries. And Andy literally and his team on, I think, Thursday of last week threw together uh, a thing. And the Dario's all over the triad of North Carolina. Those of you who are not in the triad or in North Carolina, you don't know what the triad is. But it's a few little cities here. Uh, a little restaurant chain called Dario's jumped in with us, allowed us to put some trailers out at their places so that we could fill those trailers full of baby diapers, wipes, uh, cleaning supplies, water. And a few of us jumped in a, in a bus uh, pulling a trailer on Monday morning about 5 a.m. and left out of here and were in Houston Tuesday morning and uh, helping with flood, flood, re flood relief, easy for me to say, uh, <laughs> flood relief all week. And... That was uh, such a blessing, and uh, I think the uh, there's a biblical principle that you can't outgive God, and so we would love to hear your stories of you trying to outgive God and God giving you a blessing way beyond what you uh, felt like you gave to others in the midst of that. So we would love to hear from you this morning, wherever you're at. There is something going on, as Bob already mentioned, there is something going on everywhere in the world right now, it seems like. There's a, there, there was an earthquake in Mexico two days ago. Um, Hurricane uh, Harvey in Texas. And then there is Hurricane Irma coming into Florida right now. And, and I've got a little bit of insight on that that I would love to share with you guys later. Some things I never thought about until I met some of these people down in Houston this last week. This morning I saw on the news, I think it's Jose coming in yeah. next, and, and it's hitting a place that got destroyed the other day, uh, Bur not Bermuda, Bar Barbuda. Barbuda. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it just, it's just, you know, it's just so much going on. Yeah, and the FEMA director said, you know, that we've got stuff ready to go. We, we've got people uh, spooled up. We've got all the supplies ready to go to be airlifted in or boat lifted in, and yet we can't do it because we've got to wait for Jose to clear out um, for us to, to get in there and to help with that. And I, 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 my heart really goes out. So, again, pray for those relief uh, efforts all across the world. And if you're up in the Northwest listening to the Christian Car Guy this morning, then there's stuff for you to do up there that may or may not have anything to do with hurricanes. Um, the whole state of Oregon, it feels like, is on fire. I, I looked at a map that my wife showed me a few minutes ago, and 
I couldn't see any of Oregon because of all of the little flames that were on the map. And so, thirteen hundred and some wildfires burning in Oregon, and uh, I I was not even aware of, of the fire situation because, you know, hurricanes and floods have been uh, the predominant thing uh, that we've been seeing, and uh, it just amazed me that there were that many fires going on. So, one of the things that I thought about, I, I actually thought about you, Bob. One of the first things, literally, one of the first people back here that I thought about was you when I got on the ground down there. Um, and we'll talk about our experience on the ground down there a little bit later. But one of the first places that we went was a little tiny town of Rose City, Texas. Rose City is literally still underwater right now. They'll be the last town to dry up because of the way the river systems work there and them having to let all the water out of the dams. I've got a friend that's a, a pastor in that area. I've got two friends that are pastors in that area. And I called one of them when uh, we knew we were coming down and said, hey, we're coming down. Do you know of people that are really wounded and hurt right now that need some help? Do you know of churches that have been flooded uh, that we could maybe come alongside and help those churches? And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. We're going to have Andy Bauer socks on as well. And those of you that know uh, Energize Ministries know it's the mission of Energize Ministries to come alongside pastors and churches and to love on them in a, in a very unique way and uh, in a proactive way, typically. But in this instance, we're going to be a little bit more reactive. And the first place we pulled up was literally a, a salvage yard, and it was underwater. And I wow. thought, man, you know, it probably doesn't hurt a lot of the parts on some of those cars, but what does that do, Bob? I mean, it just it's something that simple. What does that do to alternators and electrical systems and all that? Uh, so much of that stuff won't won't be have any value other than scrap value afterwards. You know, the computers, the electronic systems in the car, and uh, that's what's you know you hear about flood cars. Mm-hmm. You know, and they you know they really are stringent about not flood cars not getting back into the market because you can make the repairs but there's stuff af- afflicted by water that you you know will never be a hundred percent again right and um you know there's so much electronics now in a in a 60 model something you know you could probably dip them in water and dry them, <laughs> dry them out <laughs> and run them again because the electronics wasn't that prevalent back then but but nowadays, you know, so many things, everything's electronic. Right. And it's just, um, you know, the car will never be the same. And that's why they're they're so stringent about getting the flood cars, you know, absolutely destroyed instead of put back on the road. That's, uh, you know, I got to thinking about that. In, in this instance, there are brand spanking new cars that were flooded. We saw um, used car lots, you know, that just the entire lot was flooded out. Um, we obviously people's homes there were so many people hundreds of thousands of people who didn't think their house was going to get flooded in this um and we're going to talk a little bit about some of those people tell some of their stories we're going to have andy bauer socks on with us in a few minutes you're listening to the christian car guy on the truth network Well, I hope that uh, Robbie is not walking 500 miles this morning. He is driving several 
couple of thousand maybe, headed out towards Colorado to do some fly fishing, and I wished I were with him, but uh, I'm happy to be sitting in here. My name's Darren Kuhn. I am the unofficial Christian car guy this morning, and we've got the official uh, Christian what does he call you? The Christian junkyard guy. Is that offensive or is no, that that's a Lord no? Because oh. you know a lot of people want us to say, "Oh, Bobby, you should call it a salvage yard." <laughs> you know, uh, junk, junk is just so you know demeaning to your business. And I'm like, hey, if a car's got a good scratch on it, it's junk. It needs to be cut in half. <laughs> Sell okay. the front half and sell the back half. and you know. So uh, Bob's not I, a politically correct guy. No, and I'm not offended by the word <laughs> junk, you know. <laughs> Good. All right. Well, you are listening again to the Christian Car Guy this morning. We thank you for praying already. Your prayers already this morning have made a difference. Uh, when we started the first segment, we couldn't hear ourselves uh, talk or think. And now we can, and that is awesome. And Kelm, our producer, is a hero and uh, just done a great job getting us going this morning. Actually, hearing our voices is much better than hand signals. But Yeah, it is, because we didn't work out what the hand signals meant beforehand. So I thought I was so stealing language, second was it, was base. It, it was great. I, I tried perfect. to steal second on one of those hand signals, Kim, but I got thrown out uh, before sliding in. I may have told you to go for home. Oh, well, there you go. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so last Monday morning, uh, it actually, the adventure started, uh, on Saturday morning loading up and a lot of you listeners from the triad area brought merchandise, uh, diapers, wipes, water, cleaning supplies. Uh, every now and then somebody snuck in a baby carrier or something, things that I wouldn't have thought of that flood relief victims would need. And we got down there, uh, Tuesday morning, drove all night. Um, all through the day. It was about a 22-hour trip to get down there. Now, it shouldn't have been a 22-hour ah, trip. Yeah, it I should have been about a 15- or 16-hour trip. Um, however, we had a trailer that might might not have been, but might have been a little overloaded. Um, <laughs> we didn't weigh it, so we're going to go with, oh, surely it wasn't overloaded. Tires may have been a little old or something. The tires might have been a little old. But uh, a good brother here in the area loaned us his trailer, and uh, we didn't bring it back in quite as good a shape as we left here with it, I think. The axles are greased now uh, better, and, but, and it's got at least two new tires on it. Um, we blew three tires in a matter of a few hours and uh, had to keep replacing tires on the trailer on the way down. Uh, that was a lot of fun. So uh, pulling a 24-foot trailer behind a 40-foot tour bus uh, and then trying to find a place to park that thing and uh, get a get a tire replaced was an adventure. And so you would think, man, you know, all this frustration of that. And honestly, the team that went down was an awesome team of people. Uh, none of us really knew each other all that well, but uh, everybody pitched in. You do in. now. Huh? We do now, yeah. We, we're calling it a family reunion when we get together now so uh anyway we went down got down there um i had some contacts down there andy bauer socks made some contacts down there uh, i'm actually from the southwestern part of the united states and my parents uh my mom grew up in west texas and uh, i went to seminary in texas and i have a lot of friends who are pastors and ministers in that area so we made some contact with them and we hit the ground running uh, first thing Tuesday morning. And actually, when one of the little towns we stopped at was a town called Rose City, Texas. Sweet little lady. 
there. Her name's Bonnie. She's the mayor. And uh, there's only about, we asked Bonnie, how many people do you have in your community? And she said, well, I have 235 water meters and not a whole lot of businesses. So there's about 200, 235 houses in Rose City, Texas. Well, Rose City, Texas is still underwater. Um, Tuesday morning, I went out on an airboat. Andy went out on an airboat. And the reason we did is not because we wanted to be tourists and sightseeing. We honestly didn't ask for that experience. There's a gentleman there. His name's Dennis Landry. And Dennis, a uh, really neat guy. He uh, owns a business there, a little entrepreneur guy, and uh, has an airboat and some heavy equipment. And uh, he's seen that area flood before. He's lived there a long time. He thought his house was going to be fine. thought it would be no problem at all because his house is kind of on a creek there, and he had it up above quite a ways and uh, thought he'd going to be fine. But he started moving some of his heavy equipment to higher ground just in case. And before the week was over, uh, Dennis single-handedly rescued pretty much everybody in his town with his airboat. And he got, I think, 250, 260 people out and wow. kept, and some of them were bedridden, um, got them out, got them to a dry spot so that the National Guard could come in and helicopter people out from there because this little town flooded so fast because of the gigantic lakes up north of Houston, 75 miles north of Houston, Toledo Bend Lake. They had to start letting water out there, and that water caused that to rise up. Are they still letting water out of those lakes? They are not. They they finally stopped letting the water out of the lakes, I think, now. Um, the last I heard, Toledo Bend was not letting any out. I don't think the attics or any of those were still letting water out. I think they were able to stop that a lot quicker than they thought they were going to. That's awesome. Um, so most of Houston is dry now, but uh, the parts of the area are still underwater and the need there is pretty phenomenal but out of all the trouble that we had there the blessing that we got that we received from the people who were the victims was pretty amazing and that's one of the things we would love for you to do this morning is call in and talk to us maybe you're in that area we know we've got listeners in that area but 866-348-TRUTH which is 348 348- Seven eight eight four eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four. We'd love for you to call in this morning and talk to Bob and I about your experience of trying to to bless others and and being blessed in return through a a relief effort, uh, maybe a mission trip, uh, things such as that. Because God always shows up in those situations and does some amazing things. And in in the next segment, we're going to talk very specifically about some of the things that we saw that God did for us while we were down there and for the people of south houston uh and we're going to get to andy bauer socks and energize ministries who's starting a campaign today called pray give go and you can imagine that that's praying for the relief victims giving for that and then going going and helping we've and we've got avenues to help you do that um we want you to call us today tell us that story Find a way that you can hook up with somebody in your area. You're listening to The Christian Car Guy this morning on The Truth Network. Good morning. You are listening to The Christian Car Guy this morning, and obviously this is not him. 
But uh, Bob Young, the Christian Junkyard guy, is in the uh, studio with me, and my name's Darren Kuhn. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, this flood that, that hit uh, Houston. Um, the hurricane hit, and, it, and the hurricane did a lot of damage to the little town of Rockport, Texas, right there on the coast, and a few others. And then that thing just hung around for a week and uh, dumped 52, 53 inches of water. And so I was before the break, I was talking about a guy named Dennis Landry. Um, I have a, a good friend there that I say good friend. Now, this, is, this only happens in Christianity, I think. I have a good friend that I've not talked to since about 1994. Okay, but we are good friends. And uh, I called him and said, Brian, I'm coming to town uh, and uh, Energize Ministries. We want to come down. We want to love on some pastors in the area. We know that pastors uh, always need a little bit of extra encouragement and a little bit of extra love. But there is some stuff happening here that's going to make that even more important. And so that was on Andy Bowersock's heart um, and uh, mine as well. And Brian hooked us up with this guy named Dennis Landry. And Dennis said, I want you guys to stop here. I want to put you on my airboat. I want to take you into the flood area. I want to show you the devastation firsthand. And so when we got there, the mayor was waiting on us. And uh, Dennis was waiting on us. And the mayor and and Dennis, uh, Miss Bonnie, the mayor, took us into uh, an area right through the National Guard lines and, and the FEMA guys and everything else where nobody else could go and put us on an airboat and took us in. And we've got a lot of pictures and a lot of video, and Andy will be putting most of that up on EnergizeMinistries.com website um, because t- as of today, Energize Ministries is launching a, a, a campaign called Pray, Give, Go. And so what we want you to do is to obviously be praying for the, the victims. Um, but let me tell you this, they're praying for you. If you've already sent money, if you've already sent water or diapers or uh, people, those people down there, everybody that I met, blessed me so much more than, than we ever thought about blessing them. Um, it was pretty amazing. And Dennis said, Darren, I want to take you into Rose City, Texas, because this will be the last city to dry up because it's the last city um, on the river. And every time this happens, and it has happened in the past, uh, we don't get any help. Uh, FEMA will come in and help us kind of rescue people and stuff like that. But then after that, it's the big cities where all the media is and all of those things. And, And he wasn't saying it in a in a in a hateful way to say well you know i'm mad at houston or anything like that he was just saying stating you know, facts huh? the squeaky door gets the grease right and so he said i i want to put on your heart is there any way we can get the sheetrock donated we can get a lot of the merchandise we can even get money donated to help some of these poor people and and this guy is okay he said i don't need anything I, my house was going to be fine. Now, his house ended up flooding, and a lot of his heavy equipment flooded, and, and all of his vehicles flooded. And I saw his house, um, and I saw all the other houses in, in this little town. But he said, I'm not worried about me. I'll take care of me. But I need some people with a heart for others to come down here and help these people put sheetrock back in their houses. 
Because once you tear all this sheetrock out, once you tear the subfloor out, all this stuff, they might have four walls. They might have a house, but they have no privacy. They, they can't even you know, change their clothes in, in, in their own house with any kind of privacy. You can't even go to the bathroom with having privacy. And, and so you know, they put sheets up on the walls and things like that. And, and many of you listeners have been to third world countries on mission trips, and you've seen things like that. Bob, you talked about going up to New Jersey a few years ago and helping people in Sandy. That was uh, one of the most awesome experiences of my life. Um, we had been mission trips and <clears throat> and done other things, but we were there solely to demolition a house. Mm-hmm. And if you want to see young people work hard, <laughs> let them tear up something. Uh, they, you know, it was just great to be able to to. Um, you know, help these people by tearing that house down so they didn't have to spend their money on the uh, demolition of the house and they could save it toward, put the money toward rebuilding. And the young people just had a great time. I mean, they absolutely loved it. We did it two years in a row, and uh, the first year we we were productive, but the second year we knew more about what we were doing mm-hmm. and the order of which we needed to do things a mm-hmm. little better and uh, just had a great time. And the people were just so grateful. And, you know, you get this feeling that, well, I'm going to go help somebody. And then all of a sudden you realize that uh, you've received more of a blessing than they ever could have. Because, you know, when you're out, when I'm having a bad day, I'm focused on Bob. Mm -hmm. And when I focus on somebody else, my days get a whole lot better. And uh, just going out and helping somebody is, is the key to turning things around for me. It's helped me through a lot of stuff. Yeah, and you know, I think that one of the things that I that I want to say is, we were in a we were in a neighborhood uh, on Southwest Houston. Um, won't say exactly where, but when we told a few people we were going to this particular neighborhood, they kind of shook their heads and uh, said, "Are you sure you want to go into that neighborhood?" And Andy and i neither one have ever backed away from an adventure and uh so you know andy said well yeah sure we're going into that neighborhood and and he you know kind of looked at me and yeah we're going into the neighborhood and i think one person even asked if we were packing and uh and they didn't mean pampers um so we said yeah we're you know if they're in need and and there was a church there it was a fairly new church plant uh in that area and they were asking for help and uh, they wanted to reach lost people and give lost people water and and supplies and diapers and and we wanted to be a part of that mission. So we went into this neighborhood and people said, well, if you're going to go, don't be there after dark. Well, you know the next thing. We were there long after dark. Um, we pulled into this neighborhood, big black bus, you know, says Energized Ministries all over it. And about everywhere we went with the bus, people started flocking to us like we were Moses because they knew we were there for relief efforts. They didn't know what we had, but they knew they needed some yeah. things. <laughs> we stopped at one shopping center to get lunch in Beaumont, Texas. We didn't actually get lunch because there was no water in Beaumont, Texas at the time. We stopped at a Jason's Deli. Well, we didn't get any food, but before we got to the front door of the store and back to the bus, people came out of the shops there saying, do you guys have water? And we said, I said, yes, ma'am, we we do have some water. Do you need some water? And she said, yeah, yeah, I need water. And I said, well, come on, come on over to the trailer and we'll, we'll get you loaded up. Well, before long, we've got a line of people there 
getting water and we just stopped in a parking lot to get lunch and uh, then they you know it, all of these were younger ladies and they needed diapers and they needed wipes and they needed cleaning supplies and so we unloaded and and filled people's trunks full of water and diapers god's plan came to the front huh it was uh pretty unique god's presence was was uh very very clear in beaumont texas that day um while we were there we also passed a an old car dealer that had been turned into a church building and uh we saw a line of people and we weren't real sure what that was, but we figured we knew what it was. And, and so we thought, well, on our way out of town, we're going to stop by there and just pray over the pastors there and love on them and see what, you know, they're doing. And so we stopped. Andy ran in and said, Hey, you know, where's, where's some of the leaders? I, you know, just, what are y'all doing? And we just want to bless you guys and pray for you right now. And they said, well, we're handing out stuff, but we've run out of diapers and we've run out of wipes we happened to have a trailer loaded diapers and wipes. And uh, so we backed the bus up to the, the, the building there and start unloading wipes and uh, diapers. And uh, we were so blessed. The, the pastors there is actually three different churches that came together in that area. Might not have ever done anything together before. I don't have a clue. But it was three different churches using this one church's building because they were dry and blessing the people of Beaumont. And so, again, when people saw our bus back up to the church building, here come the people, you know, because they know, okay, that the church building's got some supplies now because they were running out. Wow. And God kept showing up in those ways, and it was just such a tremendous blessing to us. Um, we ended up in this little less than perfect neighborhood. Um, you know, it wasn't the quintessential picket fence, 3.5 kids and you know a, a family and uh it was getting dark and we were just literally pulling cases of water uh boxes of diapers and supplies and literally just set up a shopping store right there on the street so and people would walk up and and rather than grabbing everything they could you know they would tear a box you know if there was a, a box of two or three uh, wipes together. They would tear one apart and say, hey, I just need one. I don't want to save one for my neighbors. And I want to tell you after the break about some of the stories there, um, amazing things that God is doing. If you're listening right now, please call one 34 truth Tell us your God-appointed stories where God has outblessed you when you were trying to bless other people. You're listening to The Christian Car Guy on The Truth Network. listening to the christian car guy and uh, the christian car guy is in a car right now headed towards uh, the rocky mountains the twin lakes area of leadville colorado i'm jealous yeah you know the trees are so beautiful this time of the year bob i, I don't want to make you more rub it in a little yeah. there you go but uh <laughs> and the, the air is crisp and cool in the morning and dry and it's so gorgeous, but uh, Sheila we're having I, some crisp, cool air around here. Yeah, these we are, days. we are, and it's and that's great. Sheila and I'll be up there in a couple of weeks, actually doing a little bit of work uh, on uh, our family cabin up there in Colorado. But need so, any help? Yeah, you can come. <laughs> um, uh, so we are talking to uh, Bob Young, the Christian junkyard guy, and I need to apologize if you have tried to call in 
you may very well have uh, tried on a line that uh, I've been giving you. And we had a lightning strike this week um, and still working a couple of details out. We were trying to get Andy Bauer socks on and he was calling in and uh, he is on with us now. So, Andy, um, I don't know if you've been listening the whole time and, and heard what we've talked about, but uh, we learned some things about pastors and leaders with regard to what happens after they have put out everything they have to offer almost um, during a situation like this. And I, I would love for you to talk about that a little bit and, and how Energized Ministries uh, wants to push back on the kingdom of Satan uh, in that realm. Yeah, so, well, first of all, thanks for having me on. Derek. Good morning, brother. You're not. Hey, brother Bob, how are we feeling today? <laughs> most excellent, most excellent. <laughs> you know, both, both of you guys just bring smiles to my face when I get to, I get to run into you here and there. Sorry sorry, I'm not in the studio with you, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Darren, I did hear a little bit about it earlier on, and uh, I didn't catch all the program. But you mentioned being down there. We've been down there with a small team, some people from our office, and then a few volunteers. And uh, it was, I would say, it was a heartbreaking and eye-opening trip. Um, for for those of you that are listening, you know our ministry is about supporting kingdom-based spiritual leadership, and we always call that Christ-centered, biblically-based leadership. But uh, and and so I guess the, the the way this thing came about is, uh, I, you know, the week before, I was watching like the rest of the world with uh, with what's happening down there, and I, and I saw this video of the pastor uh, in his little boat rescuing people, and it just sort of hit me. I feel like the Lord just kind of nudged me a little bit to say, hey, you know, there are these guys down there that, that need help. You know, that we're, we're, our whole ministry base is providing care for the caregivers. And uh, and so it's it's exhausting to be pulled in in multiple directions, you know, the the spiritual needs, the emotional, the physical needs, even the financial needs that that these pastors and and other caregivers are being are being tapped for right now is draining. And so so we went down as sort of a, an, an initial evaluation trip, but then also to give out relief supplies. And and Darren, you know, I think. I believe it was actually the very first stop where we stopped in an area called Beaumont, Texas, and all we did was stop to get some lunch. and the And the restaurants were closed. There were there were signs on all the in this little shopping center and all the places of business that said, "Hey, there's no there's no fresh water." Were closed. And as we were walking back to our bus, there were some ladies from a salon that came out next door and said, "Hey, do you guys happen to have any water in there?" We said sure, and and probably in a in a period of twenty minutes, there must have been thirty thirty people that showed up, um, just looking for fresh water. So so the needs are are very very real and prevalent. That was our first dose of it. But to get back to your initial question, Darren, you asked me about the the spiritual needs of the of the of the pastors and the leaders, and one of those statistics, I guess one of the one of the partnerships that we have is with a group called Pastor Service, based out of Kansas City. And they very similar heart to ours. We want, we want to provide and return care for those that are that are giving, and um, and so they share with us a, a number that they actually got from FEMA that says within three years of a natural disaster or a large scale disaster like that, that 50 percent of the evangelical pastors will leave the area, uh, either either move out or leave their ministry because of the added stress that these situations create and all the different personal areas of their lives that are affected by it. 
And so that's one of the things that we want to work to, to counteract. We, we specifically are, are building relationships with probably three to five different churches that, uh, that you mentioned the Pray, Give, Go. You know, we, we want people to be praying for the whole area. We want people to be giving towards the relief efforts and the, and the physical needs, but then also go with us as we, uh, as we send work teams down to help uh, the, the, some of the smaller churches, the, maybe even the pastor's residents, um, but restore, renovate, and help remodel these places that have been damaged and get them back up and going again as quickly as possible. So that was a long answer to your question, but, but that's what this is all about. No, it's perfect. What One of the things that uh, one of the guys told me when we were there, uh, which blew my mind, he said, I hope this next hurricane hits here again. And and I I started to slap him, you know, thinking he was delirious <laughs> or something, and and he said, no, seriously, I hope it hits here. We've already been hurt. We've already been damaged. There's only so much damage that can be done. But worse than that is if it hits in a, over on the East Coast, this was a flood event. It was not a wind event. And most of these people didn't have flood insurance. And so they will not have financial means to rebuild their houses. Think about if you're the pastor of a small church and let's say you've got 100 people and and 30, you know, 30 people leave the area, move, um, or they're financially destitute now because they went without work for a month or two or three or four. Um, all of the money they do have, they're pouring back into rebuilding their house and there will be small church buildings that'll be damaged through this that will be sitting there for probably years, unfortunately. That's how massive this was. And so you think about the amount of depression of a, of a, a pastor could possibly have. And I speak as one who spent 20 years as a full-time senior pastor. So you're the pastor of a small church. Your, your church has been wounded either by the members of your church that got hurt or uh, financial hits of people moving away because they had to leave, their house is destroyed, so they move to go visit family in Oklahoma for two months or whatever, and they end up just staying there. And so now the people have left. Um, there's no help uh, left for those pastors, and so they sit there kind of holding the bag, and that's why it's so important. I, I want to encourage you guys. I know that Robbie will have some of this information on the ChristianCarGuy.com uh, website. Andy will have it up. They're producing a video that'll be released uh, today. Andy, yes, okay. Yeah, we, we will have it. And I'm just going to say, Darren, like it's important for for listeners to understand and recognize this is not a one shot deal for us. No, there, and, and and there are there are a lot of good relief organizations out there. I'm not downing any of them, but there's but some, there's a lot that their mission is in and out, right? Come right. pick stuff and take off. And, and our thing is to build relationships. Now, we, we obviously can't impact every single church that's there, but there's a few that we can. And so, uh, so that's our thing. We want, to, we want to be support there over the next several months. And uh, the ways to get involved will be listed on our website. It's energizedministries.com. Um, we'd love to have people keep up with our activities on Facebook, and I think you've got that information yeah. there. It's just Energized Ministries or, or uh, on the other social media channels, too. Right, but uh, by all means, you know, pray, give, go. You'll, you'll see that show up on our on our site here uh, by the end of the day, and uh, you know, it's, a, it's sort of a work in progress as we go on. 
but uh, we'd love to have you get involved in one of those ways or all three of those ways. So if you're listening today, we're almost out of time, but if you're listening today, please go to EnergizedMinistries.com. ChristianCarGuy.com will have some of that stuff. You can look me up on Facebook. It's Darren Kuhn, K-O-O-N-E. Um, you, uh, we will have more trips going down. We need some backs now. We need some people that will be willing to go down with us and hang some sheetrock, hang some doors, all that sort of thing. Uh, if uh, there's going to be multiple missions to go down, and as Andy said, there's a lot of different people that are helping. But the Christian Car Guy, uh, Robbie Dillmore, we will even at some point when he's physically ready to go, we'll try to drag Robbie down with us. And uh, so, if you want to come on a mission trip where he's involved as well, then uh, we want to encourage you to do that. Go to EnergizedMinistries.com, ChristianCarGuy.com. You're listening to the Christian Car Guy Show on the Truth Network.